0: Hello, welcome to the One Small Action podcast. Yes, it used to be called the Matthew Freeman Show, but I had to switch that. I had to switch it because it dawned on me while walking with a friend that everything I've accomplished, everything I've coached, everything I've overcome has began with one small action. It is embedded in my coaching philosophy that if we can gain momentum, we can create exponential result. So why not formulate my podcast based on my foundational belief? Moving forward, I'm excited to have interviews, stories, and other episodes that literally highlight how one small action can and will change the trajectory of our lives.
1: In the day and age of Names being thrown around in so many different ways, like Brandon and Karen and all the other names that you hear out there. I really wanted to take a moment to tell you a story about a guy named Randy. The reason I want to tell you about the story of Randy is because I think that, looking back on it, it might be one of, you know, beside being a parent, one of my single greatest moments. Um... It was a moment of awakening for me uh, and a moment of clarity for me. A moment where I realized that we live in a world that there's just so many good things going on if we choose to see them. And that sometimes when we resist things, we're actually denying ourselves of an experience that could be mon- monumental in shaping our lives. So, since this is a feel-good story, I don't want to sound super serious, but it was a very, very uh, turning point moment for me in so many different ways. See, going back, I was in college, and I was in college for youth education, youth physical education, and as part of the requirement of youth physical education, we had to do community service for the special needs one of my classes was physical education for the adapted student and so as part of this requirement of community service i i was able to go to a place that uh, was called the ark of tempe and volunteer my time at the time, the ARC stood for Association for Retarded Children, which I absolutely uh, do not like that word. And, and that word is not something that we use moving forward. Um, but at the time, that, that's what the place was called, the Ark of Tempe. And it was just about a mile and a half south of the ASU campus. So it was really easy for me to get to. It was really easy. For me to leave class and head on over and volunteer my time and so i did and that's all i really went there for in the beginning volunteer my time all i wanted to do was satisfy my credit requirement so i could pass my class and kind of move forward and so i went and it was pretty cool like they didn't really ask me to do a lot other than interact with the children, and I and I call them children, but a lot of them were adults. You know, uh, when someone has Down syndrome, there's an, there's an age they grow to, and then uh, thereafter they they continue to age, but physically, but not mentally. So, you know, there was 51 year old, eight year olds, and there was every uh, Physical incapacity that you could think of: um, cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, autism, high functioning, low functioning. Uh, you name it. It 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 was present in the art, and I had not spent a great deal of time with anyone with special needs in my life. I had met a few people with special needs, been around a few people with special needs, but I had not spent any significant portion of my life with anyone with special needs, so this was new to me. But I didn't approach it any differently than I approached hanging out with any other youth. I I wanted to bring a, a part of my personality. I wanted to get to know each and every one of them, for their own specific unique gifts, talents, you know. I wanted to learn from them, uh, not only in listening and hearing insights that only an eight-year-old mind can give you, but just watching the interactions and watching the mood swings and, and seeing what I saw, and I, I saw so many things and i and i began to really enjoy my time there uh, at the time i was you know at asu uh, a student away from home for the first time and i was kind of lonely and i was i was drinking a lot going out and partying and you know sometimes i would actually be there hungover and you know that that didn't necessarily feel good but you know, I was I was leading a dual life, like, the person I wanted to become and, and the person I thought I needed to be in college. Like, part of the college experience was I was still so young and influential, I was trying to be what I thought everyone was supposed to be versus really just kind of owning who I was. And so that was another thing that I learned when I'm sitting there at this recreational facility that everyone was being really who they were. There was no capacity for anything more than that. Uh, and, and hey, don't get me wrong. There was, there was, re, there were relationships. I remember specific relationships. They, they were broke up and were back together almost every other day. Boyfriend girlfriend broke up. Boyfriend girlfriend broke up. You know, that's that wasn't the first time I saw female exercise power over a male, but like. Man, the game's right there, like, poor, poor, the guy, the guy's name was Daniel, even though it's about Randy, the guy's name was Daniel, and he'd be so excited, girlfriend, she kissed him, and then he would just be so dejected and crying, and, and, uh, she broke up with me, and then she'd take him back, and then break up with him, take him back, and it was, like, literally, like, for Groundhog Day with those two. But this is the story of Randy, and, and I'm getting to that. So I was having such a good time at the facility, I was really letting loose that uh, the facility manager came to me and said, hey, um, we want to create a third basketball team to compete in the Special Olympics. Could could you coach them? There, none of them know how to play basketball. None of them have ever played basketball, but we want to give them the opportunity to experience the special olympics and we think it would be special for them and uh they need a coach and it's in two weeks and i said the special olympics are in two weeks and they're like yeah you you would be able to get in two practices and one practice game i was like well that's really not a lot of practice to put together a unit of people that have never played basketball and they said they we realize this is a you know, a very difficult task, but all that we're asking is that you do your best to guide them and give them an experience that they can kind of say, I played in the special Olympics." So, I was kind of terrified, to be honest with you. I don't know what to expect, but I said, why not? Let's do it. I, I played basketball my my entire life, and I love coaching. I've coached before, and I thought it would be a good, like, resume builder also, like, deep down inside. Um, and at this point, I just like being around the group, so, like, yeah, I'll do it. Practice one, oh, gosh, I mean, I I had all these ideas of what we were going to try to accomplish, and it just ended up being like, this is the out-of-bounds line, this is a basketball this is the hoop. The goal is to put this basketball in the hoop. Uh, to keep the other team from doing it. So, that practice was, was interesting. Practice two. We got a little bit further. I was able to put in a defense. Put in an offense. Kinda. And at least kinda like, distinguish the difference between the two. And then we went to the practice game and I figured, hey, we're ready for this. And right away the other team scored and we didn't know even everyone ran. No one took the ball out. It's like, no, we got to take the ball out. Come back. We got to take the ball out. And first half was was a disaster. But by the second half, I started to see uh, a level of understanding that would say, okay, we're going to go to the Special Olympics and we're going to at least look like we're playing the game of basketball a little bit. And I figured, what the heck, you know? We're just going to go have fun. It is what it is. Maybe we'll only make it a few games. Maybe we'll only... I think we were guaranteed two games. So it's was like, well, at least, you know, if we get two really good games in. At least we get two really good games in. Should be a good experience. And uh so we went. And when we got there, I sat the team down. This was super important to me. And I said, hey, guys, we're here. And I have two goals for it. One goal is to have fun. We're here to have fun. That's what they asked us to do. I realize winning is fun, but we can have fun and not win If we play together, we cheer each other on, support each other, and play with character. My second goal for for this team. Is for each and every one of you to get one basket, and I don't care how we have to do it. And if this was a monumentous task in and of itself. Like if you were able to see how some of them shot, or didn't shoot, or even understand, yeah, you know, have any like awareness as to like their relationship. Of their body to the basket, etc. You would know that this was this was a task. But like, I wanted to make sure everyone played. I wanted to make sure everyone shot the basketball. I wanted to make sure everyone had the opportunity to tell their parent, um, their their guardian, their person, that they got to play. And so. Here we are. We're at the tournament. We're playing. We're having a good time. We're actually make it to the bronze medal game. This is this is the this is where Randy comes into play. We actually make it to the bronze medal game. There were some things that happened along the way that were absolutely hilarious. But here we are, three days into the tournament. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, I don't really remember, but I think it went on like our sixth game. I think we like, got to play five or six games to make it to to where we were at. We were winning. Uh sometimes I don't know how, but we we were winning. And uh so here we are we're in the bronze medal game and we're winning this game. And I'm 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 beside myself thinking, wow we're gonna we're gonna get a medal. And I'm looking along the bench and I realized Every single person has scored a bucket except Randy. Randy's the only one that hasn't scored. Randy had a high degree of cerebral palsy. He had a hard time walking. He had a hard time comprehending what was going on. But man, he was one of my favorite people. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. And so with four minutes to go, I called timeout. And I brought everyone to the sideline. And I said, guys, remember what I said. I wanted to have fun and everyone wanted to score a basket. I went down the line. Have you scored? Have you scored? Have you scored? Yes. You know who hasn't scored, guys? Randy has not scored a basket. So this is what we're going to do. Randy. I need you to step, I want you to stand on the free throw line, and I don't want you to move. For the next four minutes, your sole task is to stand on that free throw line, and when they pass you the ball, shoot it. Shoot it right away, get it back, shoot it again. I want you to shoot it every time someone hands it to you. He nods in in understanding. That's how everyone else. Your sole job is to play defense, get the ball, give it to Randy. If you do not give it to Randy, I am taking you out of the game. So we have one goal. Everything goes to Randy or else. So I get all my nods of, okay. I get a little, like, pushback from a few people that wanted to score more. But ultimately, I remind them that this was about the team, and they agree. So we, uh... We play defense and we get the ball to Randy and shot after shot goes up and it's not happening. And I'm I'm just hopeful because I thought it would be cool, but it's not happening at this point. And I know this sounds like a storybook story because it is. With 45 seconds left to go in the game, I actually called my best player to the side and I said, Laura, I need you to play defense like you've never played defense before and I need you to get the ball to Randy and I want you to stand in front of Randy two feet so that no one's around him. And watch while he shoots. Yes, coach. So with 45 seconds to go, we get the ball, we get it to Randy. Randy underhand shoots it with both hands. That's how he was shooting every shot. Just kind of flicking it up there with both hands. And it literally lands on the rim, rolls, hits the backboard, comes back to the rim, hanging on the edge, and it drops in. And Randy turns and he looks at me, and the look on his face is the the look that I'll never forget. There was like a combination of I don't know what just happened, but I know it's good. I know what just happened. I comprehended that. That was the feeling of accomplishment. And there was a feeling of, like, gratefulness in that face. Like a thank you. That's what I saw. Gratefulness, accomplishment, all in that face. And, at the same time, simultaneously, like, I don't know what just happened, but it, it, it feels good. It feels good. That day, I'll never forget. That team, I'll never forget. This is the day Randy taught me something, you know? he He showed me that... That no matter what obstacles face us, we're going to have an opportunity to overcome them if we work towards it. I saw gratefulness. I saw teamwork from a team. It's really easy to be selfish, but they were selfless. And we got that bronze medal. And it was that day, actually, that the rec center came to me and said, we really would like you to, to come on full time. And I never went on full time because I was in college, but I did go on part time and i worked I got rid of my waiting tables job, took a significant pay cut, and I worked at that recreation center for a good a good long time. I have to look back and see at one point they offered me the director position, but I wasn't going to stay in Arizona. So I could have graduated college and went right into the director position over there. Looking back, it was $26,000 per year. In Arizona, I think I could have survived a little bit, but it was still, you know, it would have been a, a start, right? But it wasn't even really about the money. The experience that I had at that facility and the experience that I had that day with Randy was something that has propelled me forward in my career for years. To to help others achieve that moment, that aha moment where it seems to all click, to see the smile, to see the jubilation, to see the sense of accomplishment, to see the pride in the work done. That's that's why my coaching practice exists. That's, that's what makes me smile. At a high level. I'll never forget Randy. I always think of that story. It really was a take me back moment. Like I would repeat that feeling. I was so proud of each and every one of them for for the role they played in Randy scoring. But, but simultaneously, I was so proud for the role they played in molding me as a person and helping me understand my heart. See, I've never... I've never purposely judged anyone. I think that we all have a bias or a judgment or, or a, a, when we don't understand something, we can kind of treat it in a way that maybe isn't as good as we think. And that experience has helped shape me over the years. To just say, like, I feel like there's goodness in everyone and it's it's in there. And through love, it can be found. Through caring, it can be found. Anyways, I'd love to hear your guys' Randy story. If you have a a time in your life that was so uplifting to you, that that take-me-back moment, that feel-good moment, that feeling that was undeniably remarkable, I'd love to hear it. Share it with me. DM me, at Coach Matthew Freeman, Matthew with one T on Instagram. Email it to me, Matthew at MatthewFreeman.com. I'd love to hear it. Anyways, thank you for listening. And until next time, remember, we take one small action. In that case, my one small action was the decision to go ahead and coach the team. And that led to that most gratifying moment. One small action can change your life. One small decision, one small follow-up, one small thank you letter, one smile, one text message, one initiation of conversation can be the difference. So, take action today and let me know how it goes.
0: Thank you guys for listening to another episode of One Small Action. It really means a lot to me for you guys to take time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. If you really enjoyed it, do me a favor, screenshot this, share it on your Instagram, tag me so that I know you did, or head on over to your platform of choice and leave me a review, hopefully a very good one, so that I can get more listeners like yourself. Also, please follow me at Coach Matthew Freeman, M-A-T-H-E-W Freeman on Instagram or my company at Training Baseline on Instagram so that I can keep in connection with you guys, interact, and get to know you better. I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode and have a beautiful rest of your day.